1: And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
0: If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now for our story. It had been an eventful evening at the Lane Farmhouse, an evening which started out as a celebration but ended, especially for Peggy Douglas and her fiancé Bill Mead, on a note of grave disappointment. The board of directors at the bank had refused to reconsider its request for the young man's resignation. The members conceded that Carla's account of her tragic quarrel with her husband absolved Peggy's fiancé of direct responsibility. But they insisted Bill was nonetheless guilty in a moral sense of breaking up the his scary home. The loss of his job meant Bill and Peggy must again postpone their wedding. Heavy-hearted, the young girl had gone to her room as soon as Bill had left this evening. And in the kitchen, Aunt Mary and her son sat over a last cup of coffee while they talked over the problems confronting their little family and tried to find a solution. Then their conversation had turned to Aunt Mary's coming trip to the city with Bill, who hoped to trace Mario, convince him of his wife's innocence, and bring him back to Wakefield.
1: I think it's well of you to go along with Bill to Chicago, Mom. When you think of trying to find a man like Mario in a city that size, it might be pretty discouraging. It'll help having you along to
2: pep him up, too. But that's not the reason I decided to go, Randy. No? Mm-mm. I have a hunch about something. An idea that I hope will work.
1: <laughs> Another bee in your bonnet, Ma?
2: <laughs> you might call it that. You plan to leave right away?
1: Not that I'm in any hurry for you to go, you understand. Nothing seems quite right when you're away.
2: <laughs> I'm glad my family misses me. <laughs> in any case, I won't be able to go for two or three days, I'm afraid.
1: Why not, Ma? I should think it would be better to leave right away and get it over with.
2: Perhaps it would, Randy, but you see, there's something I'd like to clear up here in Wakefield first.
1: Oh. What have you got up your sleeve this time?
2: Well, it's something quite important, dear. I wouldn't feel right if I went away without trying to help.
1: Well, look here, if it's something I can do for you or help you with... One. Yes,
2: Randy. Yes, you can help. In fact, you're the very person who would be able to. Good.
1: What is it, Mom? I'll accept the job, sight unseen.
2: Now, wait, Randy. Before you go on record, you'd better let me explain what I have in mind.
1: Okay. But when did you ever ask me to do something I wasn't happy to do?
2: But, uh, this may be more difficult. More ticklish, son, than some things I've asked of you.
1: Oh.
2: Besides, it's not exactly a request, dear. I'd like to talk it over with you first. <laughs>
1: Mrs. Lane, if you're deliberately trying to arouse my curiosity... You've succeeded. What is it?
2: Well, Randy, it's a very serious matter. Uh Uh-huh. I had a long talk with David Bowman about Kit several days ago. Kit? You mean you want to talk to me about her? Yes. Yes, Randy, I do.
1: Well, that's a surprise. I never thought that that was going to be the subject of this conversation. What
2: gives? Well, dear, perhaps I'm mistaken, but it seemed to me especially of late you have a very good insight into that girl's character and the basic reasons for her trouble?
1: Oh, I don't know about that, Mom. I've thought about it quite a lot, yes. In the first place, I've done a bit of reading on the subject of psychiatry and all that. It all seems fairly reasonable to me. I mean that a person's emotional conflicts may become so, well, pressing that the whole outlook on life might be affected. That's true, Randy. But to put it bluntly, I'm inclined to feel no matter how unhappy she may be, she has it coming to her. When I was overseas during that period when Kit decided to cross Peggy and Bill up, Peggy used to write letter after letter pouring her heart out. Believe me, I got a very clear picture of Kit and what was going on.
2: Well, Randy, I know your loyalty to Peggy. That's one reason why when I first realized the connection, I almost wish it hadn't dawned on me at all connection? What do you mean? The connection between you and Kit, Randy. The importance you have to her in her illness. Me? Yes, Randy. But
1: good Lord, Mom, I've hardly seen the girl in years. Oh, I saw her a couple of times on the street and so forth, but aside from that, I haven't said two words to Kit Calvert in ages. That's what makes it all
2: so strange.
1: Well, how can you say there's any connection between us?
2: I started to tell you a while ago, Randy, about my visit with David. He'd been over there to Huntsville to the sanitarium. He had a long talk with Dr. Larrabee. Yeah? I think you understand the doctor's method. How he has these interviews with Kit and all. Well,
1: I've got a rough idea of how a psychiatrist
2: works. Well, it seems that during the course of their interviews, there's one particular period in Kit's life which has recurred over and over. A period when... Kit was still a child.
1: But, Mom, that's not surprising. I believe it usually works that way.
2: Oh, but in Kit's case, it seems to be especially important, son. She was about eight or nine years old at the time. Her mother had already died, and Kit had been away to school. Then, a year or so later, Ben decided to bring her home, to Wakefield. And at that age, Randy, children changed very rapidly. Consequently, Kit was like a stranger. And, apparently, the children treated her as one. They tormented her. All but one. There was one child, a boy, who took it upon himself to defend it. He even got a bloody nose once or twice because of... it. Go on, Mom. She was devoted to this boy who was friendly, who had protected her. He was the only friend she had, Randy. And then Ben discovered his daughter's friendship with this particular child and forbade them to see each other. In fact, very soon after, he sent Kit back to school. She never saw the boy again. At least, not that she remembers. And what does all this add up to? Randy, you were the playmate Kit was so fond of.
1: I remember we were friendly for a while, I believe. I mentioned something to you about it recently.
2: Yes. You told me of an incident very similar to the one David mentioned. That was what put me on the track. But I still don't see what this has to do with the present. Because, Randy, strange as it may be, the doctor says Kit's whole trouble right now hinges on that particular time in her life. And this boy, who was you. In other words, because you were kind to her and held your ground against Ben whom she feared, you represent safety and protection and love to her now.
1: It's amazing, especially when you think how little it really meant to me.
2: And yet, Randy, all through the years, that memory has been buried in Kit's consciousness. Then when she became ill, Dr. Larrabee says she was no longer able to suppress it. It came to the surface and began to torture her. But, Mom, if the whole thing adds up to her idea of
1: love and so on, as you just said, then why did she try to suppress it? And why should it bother
2: her now? Because, Randy, Kit deliberately forgot it at the time. When Ben broke up your friendship with her and sent her away, well, being cut off from the only real friend she'd ever had made a deep wound, a deep hurt. It was a frustration of her natural desire to be loved and admired. She hated her father for being responsible for that hurt. She felt guilty, too, because she hated him. And... So, as I understand from what the doctor told me, she deliberately suppressed it. She tried to forget
1: it. And now, apparently, the memory has come back.
2: Yes. You see, Kit remembers the incident now. She remembers that once there was someone she looked up to. Someone who protected her. But she's tortured just the same because, Randy, she still can't remember the name of her friend. Or even how he looked.
1: You mean the fact that she can't remember is delaying her cure? Dr. Larrabee
2: believes it may be. I see. He says it's her conscious mind which she refuses to remember because it's too painful. And once Kit did recall everything she's tried to forget and relive the experience, it might be the beginning of her recovery. If the memory of her childhood friend were to materialize, become an actual flesh-and-blood person with whom she could talk.
1: Meaning me? If I were to go over there to the sanitarium, visit her. Is that what you mean?
2: Yes, son. But remember now, I'm not telling you what you must do. The decision rests with you. Brenda, could you find it in your heart to forgive the mistakes Kit made in the past in order to help her now?
0: Mary Lane looked searchingly into her son's face but it told her nothing of what he was thinking. Would Randy refuse on the basis of Kit's having cruelly hurt his cousin, Peggy? Or would his essentially compassionate nature overcome his resistance? Would he agree, go to the
1: assistance of a young woman as he had done once so long ago?